Hey guys, welcome back to my podcast. This is Journeys with Jen, and I'm Jennifer Griego. And I climb like hell through the brush and the bramble. Even though I had my doubts, told myself don't look down. And I turned that hill into a pile of bramble. It was only a So today I am talking to Gracie Bonham. Um, my original setup for phone calls um, kind of glitched out and wasn't working because I haven't used it in about nine months. Um, so I had to do a little bit of a different system and improvise. So I hope it worked out well from what I can hear on the audio that I've listened to so far. It worked. Um, so it's going to sound a little bit different and not as clear, but you know, we're in a pandemic right now and you kind of got to improvise with life. So that is what we did. Um, so I talked to Gracie about all of her adventures she's gone on during this whole pandemic in the past few months. Um, so yeah, here she is. This is my podcast with Gracie. Okay guys, today I'm here with Gracie Bonham. Uh, I talked to her Gosh, like nine months ago, right? Like yeah. right before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. It was a while ago. Time moves slow yet fast right now. I know. Um, it's crazy. But anyway, so we have kept in touch through text and Instagram like normal teenage girls do. Um, so how are you? How I guess we'll just start with how is the pandemic going for you right now? What are you doing? How are you handling it? Um, honestly, it's been, it's been the slowest, like, nine months, or however long it's been. Like, every day, like, it's just the same every day, you know? Mm -hmm. And, like, I get to go to school. Well, I'm only going to one class a day at my school, so Mm -hmm. I don't really get to see anyone either. So I'm just mostly stuck at home. But it's fine. Like, you know, I'm still having fun, (laughs) so. It's fine. Yeah, I mean, that's good. Um, mm-hmm. So are all your siblings, like, at home with you so you could at least hang out with oh. them? Yeah, well, I have one older sister, and she's at Southern Utah University right now. But And then I have okay. two younger siblings, and they're here. So, Okay, I mean, that's fun. The siblings always yeah. keep life interesting. Yes, definitely. Yeah, okay, so at least you get to go to school, though. So you're going to – is that kind of just because of you and CF? Oh, also, I don't know if I mentioned. So if you haven't listened to the podcast that Grace and I did before, Gracie also has CF. She lives in Utah. Um, we met through a hunting kind of – I don't know, like Eddie Corona. Um, so through outdoor experience for all, because we both hunt. Probably should mention mm-hmm. this earlier. But we both hunt, um, and so we got introduced – each other through him but Gracie had kind of heard about me and my CS and my podcast and all that stuff so that's how she kind of found Eddie um and so that's how we had the first podcast so that was kind of about CS because people with CS can't be in the same room together or they have to stay six feet apart I know the whole world knows about that now um <laughs> so basically CS people have to live like it's a pandemic uh with each other 24 7 um, so I had never met another person with CF. I just kind of stick with the whole, just don't get close to them. Um, as long as I can control it. 
it's so weird how people can actually like relate to this so much more now than they ever could before. I know. It's kind of like, I mean, not that it ever became an issue in my life, having to like mm-hmm. quarantine from CF people, but now it's quarantine from the world. Um, but anyway, so yeah, that's how Gracie and I know each other. So this is kind of like an update podcast on life because Gracie has been grinding, hunting, and just <laughs> killing life right now, literally. So I just yeah. wanted to talk to her about this. Um, so I kind of interrupted you. I forget what I was saying. Oh. But, <laughs> oh, I remember now. Okay, so that is kind of what I should have said at the beginning. But, so you're going to one class. Is that kind of for CS? Um, is it because that's what your school is doing? Um, kind of tell me about that. Well, so my school, um, they make it so you can either choose to do some classes at school and, like, or all mm-hmm. online or all going to school. And my mom didn't want me to go to school at all. She wanted me to do all online. But I really yeah. – I didn't want my senior year to just be all online, you know? So I, I bet yeah. she finally let me have, like, just one class a day, which is fine. Because, you know, I, got, I have it with all my friends, so it, it's fun. But That's yeah. good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like we talked about before, your CS is kind of more of a mild um, yeah. in a sense. So mm-hmm. um, are you – I mean, because, like, personally, I'm taking this, like, very, like, strictly, like, I – did, not that you're asking me, but I'll tell you. Um, I'm so it was my first semester of college. I did it full online. I actually moved into an apartment, which was so I got my my own kind of a little bit of freedom. So mm-hmm. um, I'm pretty much like full quarantine. Can't see friends without masks and like distance and all that kind of fun stuff. Yeah. Um, basically, it's real strict rule follower, which is very fun. Love that for me. <laughs> but so that's kind of like how I am. I did not go to school because I didn't. It would have been like a whole move to Texas kind of thing. I'm going to Texas yeah. Christian, so it's kind of like, let's mm-hmm. just not do that. Um, yeah. But so are you kind of not being, like, insanely careful because you kind of have it more mild? I mean. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah, I, we've definitely been strict. Like, I'm not allowed to go in stores or anything. My mom doesn't want me doing that. And I'm not allowed. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm allowed to hang out with friends as long as it's, like, outside, which I don't really do because okay. it's cold now. But can't um, relate, but <laughs> it's like um, 75 degrees right now. <laughs> so I, yeah, I don't really, I mean, yeah, we're pretty strict. Like I can't really do anything. I'm just stuck at home most days. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. I get that. So, okay. What else did I want to talk about? Dude, there's so much I need to talk to you about. Okay. <laughs> So yeah. kind of walk me through, because like we talked about, this whole pandemic has gone, has gone by slow, but it also feels like three years of our life. So oh, kind of like walk me through what you have hunted and successfully hunted the past kind of few months um, or okay. quarantine, however, just like since we last talked, I guess, which is quarantine. So Yeah. Okay. So my very first hunt, that was the buffalo. Um, mm-hmm. That was what month was that? Was that June? Yeah, that was June. June and I, think, I yeah. successfully got that on like the, what was it? The eighth day. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Going into that, I did not expect to have to sit in a blind for eight days because <laughs> everyone oh, yeah. I've heard about, they got their Buffalo like so quick in the blind. Like you, you got yours in like, how fast was it? Like 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, Oh, this is, this is going to be fun. Just have to sit here for like, you know, a few hours, maybe at most, but mm-hmm. no, but that's okay. It was still a fun time. 
but yeah, so that happened, and then, and then I got my yeah, desert well, sheet. Just talk about that hunt really quickly. So, for those of you who don't know, that hunt that was on the Kaibab, right? Yeah. Okay, so that hunt. Did you hunt with Russ Jacoby, or did you kind of do yes, your own? Yeah, thing? I did. We did with Russ. With Russ. Mm-hmm. What a guy. Um. So anyway, so that hunt. From I've had a few friends that hunted that. I had a friend that hunted 15 days and finally got one. I've known people who or heard of people at least who hunted 15 days didn't even see one. Um, mm-hmm. It kind of depends. Those buffalo have a mind of their own. So you're basically to set up. You're basically sitting salt these salt lakes and you're just sitting there waiting for a buffalo. Um, so sometimes they come in, sometimes they don't. Sometimes they want to stay in the park. Sometimes they go to a different salt. It's kind of you're just kind of sitting there hoping, waiting because you can't shoot them in the park. So luckily, I have had the luck I've had on hunts blows me away. It kind of people, my dad's like Jen, I don't know how this happens. I'm like, I don't know either. <laughs> but yeah, mine was ended up being 15 minutes, which is crazy for that kind of hunt. Usually, at least a week, like yours was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's a crazy hunt. It's kind of hot because it's like kind of depends on the, what the weather wants to do. Maybe it could rain. Maybe it could be really hot. It kind of little mm-hmm. sporadic up there, but you did get one. Congrats. Yeah. They, Thank you. Um, it was, I was, I saw that and I was like, no freaking way she just did that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was awesome. Cause sometimes people don't get it. Sometimes the Buffalo don't want to come out of the park. Yeah. So that was crazy. And then your next, what was your next one? Sorry, I cut you off. Go the, ahead. The desert, the desert sheep. Jeez. Okay. So how did you, okay. Oh, also you got the Buffalo tag through Eddie and Outdoor Experience for All, correct? Yeah. Okay. So I'll just talk about it again for those of you who haven't listened to my earlier podcast with Gracie or about Outdoor Experience for All. Outdoor Experience for All is um, like this foundation that takes tags, hunting tags for people who can't go on those hunts or just want to donate their tag to people who with chronic illnesses like me and Gracie. So um, that's how Gracie got her tag. It was donated to to OE4A and then she was able to go on the hunt. And I am assuming... That is what happened with your desert as well, as donated tags? Yeah. Okay, and then where was this? How did it go? Tell me the story. Um, so it was on Canyon Lake. I don't really know the exact unit, but like a week in advance, um, Eddie had been calling my dad and being like, hey, we might have a sheep tag. Like not for sure, but just have You had a week to prepare for that? Well, like, kind of, because maybe it was, it might have been just, like, a few days, but he was saying, like, it might not happen, like, it's a small chance that you might be getting this tag, but just in case, like, Mm -hmm. just be ready, you know, because I'm going to call you in any second, and I need you to go. And so we were like, So were you, like, were you, like, sorry, not to cut you off again, but were you, like, getting ready? Were you hiking? Were you doing any of that stuff? Were you just kind of, like, sitting, waiting, kind of figuring it out? I didn't really know what, I didn't really know what to expect or anything you know Mm -hmm. so I mean I got packed but and I didn't really want to get my hopes up because I was like this is like an insane tag and I'm like Mm -hmm. if it doesn't happen I don't want to be too sad about it so I was like oh it's fine you know if we don't get it yeah but then yeah um, yeah and then Sunday it was like a Sunday around noon and Eddie called my dad and he's like yo we got you the tag like we need you to like how soon can you be here and we're like we can be here tonight and so we like left right then I think we got in Phoenix around like one or two in the morning 
And then we woke mm-hmm. up the next day at four to go hunting. So we, we were on like two hours of sleep. Um, oh, yeah. But, and then it was so cool. We got to meet. Um, so we met up with all the outfitters and um, at like some, what's it called? Gas station. That's what, that's what it's called. Yeah, was- we met at a gas station and then we all did. Mm-hmm. And they gave me the tag there and they had like a photographer there. And so we took pictures and with the tag and then we headed off to Canyon Lake and they had two boats. And mm-hmm. um, so me and my family, well, so it was just me, my grandpa, my dad, and my sister that went. And so it was okay. us. This, this, like, so Corona and COVID, everything, not any Corona. <laughs> so, like, with COVID and everything, what did you guys, did you guys, like, have anyone tested? Were you just kind of distant in camp? Kind of, how did, how did that all play out? Honestly, we kind of just, I don't know. We, it, we weren't cautious at all. We didn't stay and we were just in hotels. So, like, mm-hmm. we didn't camp or anything. And so, yeah, I don't know why. We weren't very cautious. I didn't wear a mask or anything. I don't know why. Yeah, because I was looking was at not. pictures, and I was like, interesting. That's kind of why I asked what you were doing, because whenever I saw the hunting pictures, I didn't see anything. But, I mean, hunting people kind of spend time on ranches, so I guess I can kind of that kind of makes sense. <laughs> yeah, that was probably not the smartest thing for me to do, but... I, hey, I you're know. still here. You didn't get it. Yeah. You're fine. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It all and, worked out. All right. So how did yeah. so the rest of the hunt? How did that go? So we get on the boat and we're just like, like right off the bat, we just see like these giant rams and we're like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. like this is insane. And like it was the most Good perfect. Part. Yeah, it was like the most perfect morning. Like it was so nice outside. You know, we're on a boat in the middle of like this lake and it's like empty and it's just. It's so nice. And then Mm -hmm. so we pull up um, to one of my guides, and he was sitting there looking up at the sheep that I ended up killing. But And he's like, okay, well, what do you think about this sheep? And I was like, yeah, let's uh, let's get him. And so Mm -hmm. um, it was like almost noon at this time, and it was getting hot. Like, Like I think it was like 117 degrees or something. So oh like it was, what month was this? Uh, August. Okay, yeah. It'll get hot. Yeah. yeah. And um, it was up in the cliffs kind of, and we couldn't really see it because it had just bedded down. So we were sitting mm-hmm. there. I had, like, the gun set up and everything. And after, like, Were you, like, hour, set up and ready? You were ready to shoot? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then, like, an hour after just sitting there and waiting, we're like, is this going to get up or, you know? And mm-hmm. so, like my guide like starts clapping or like making loud noises trying to get him to stand up and he just wouldn't and then um, (laughs) a boat comes around the corner with like a bunch of like just teenage girls and they're blasting Shakira music (laughs) and then of course right then the sheep gets up and I'm like I don't want to shoot with all these like little girls there but I guess I didn't really Mm -hmm. have a choice so I just I just shot it and it um and I didn't really know no one really knew what happened because, like, it jumped right over the other side so we couldn't see. And so I was mm-hmm. like, oh, my gosh, did I miss it? I was, like, freaking out because I didn't know what to do. Yeah. And so we mm-hmm. sat there for a while. But then someone got it on video, and they said it, they, like, saw the shot, and they said it was a perfect shot. And we're like, okay, yay. And so that's, we're like, That's always up. good. Yeah. 
Yeah. The video confirmation is like, whew, okay, I can breathe now. Let's go find him. So, yeah, and then we went and then we took pictures. And then one of the people that was with us, he owns the Well Done restaurant, like, that's on Canyon mm-hmm. Lake. So he made us pizza, and we all just chilled, and it was it was so fun. It was, like, the most perfect day ever. It was yeah, amazing. Yeah, that sounds awesome. So you got that ram in one day. You showed up, yeah. pulled an all-nighter, drove down? Yes. Yeah, Dang, that's was, a good story. Goodness. I know. <laughs> yeah. Damn, all right. That, mm-hmm. oh, man, that's such a fun story to tell. I do just love telling that story. Yeah, yeah I do. It's awesome. I would, too. That's awesome. Okay, and then what else? Okay, um, let me see. Well, I mean, the sheep tag, I mean, the Rocky Mountain sheep, uh, tag that I just hunted like two weekends ago. That was yeah. That was insane. But I have never like hiked as much. I didn't know that sheep hunting was that crazy because the one time I hunted sheep before, it was like I didn't have to hike hardly. And mm-hmm. so this sheep tag, I mean sheep hunt, it was just. And this is my this was my first hunt in Utah actually. And so right, um, the other two were in Arizona, right? Yeah, everything else has been yeah. Arizona or Colorado, too. But mm-hmm. so, Oh, yeah. Yeah, so my grandpa actually gave me this tag. Like, it was like a mentoring tag that, like, I guess you can give your tag to your granddaughter or grandson. So he let me do that, mm-hmm. and that was insane. And it was, it was weird, actually, because we – so we hiked into camp. It was, like, seven miles, and then – so we set oh up our gosh. camp. Oh, <laughs> We set up our camp, and then we started – the next day we woke up pretty early, and we just started walking down to the lake. And on our way down, my grandpa was like, hey, like, I found a ram. Like, okay, so my – backstory, my grandpa had been hunting this place for 18 days, and he hadn't seen, like, a single good ram to shoot. And so at this point, oh, we were just like, it doesn't matter how big the ram is, we're just going to shoot it, you know, because I really want to get my grand slam. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, so, to, all right, so talk about, sorry to cut you off again. It's hard to like not cut you off on the phone because you can't okay. see me. Um, so, so your grandpa had it, hunted for a little over two weeks, and then it was he kind of like, you know what, I'm done, let's get Gracie out here to hunt it, or was the whole idea to give you the tag? We haven't even thought of him giving me the tag until like until because I was hunting the strip when he started hunting you Um, had a strip tag yeah yeah oh Uh, my gosh okay we'll talk about that in a second finish this story (laughs) um well yeah so I was hunting the strip when he first started hunting for the the sheep and so and he he was like done by the time like you know because after like, after hunting 18 days and not seeing, like, a single sheep that he wants to kill, you know, that's that's got to be hard. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, like, it's discouraging. Yeah, yeah. And so he's like, let's just bring Grace out here and see if we can get just, like, even a, just a small ram for her, you know? And we're like, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. that would be so cool. And so, anyway, so the first morning we're starting to walk down to the lake, and right off the bat my grandpa sees, like, like a, it's just like a small little ram and he's like hey like let's let's get her to shoot it and so we set up 
and I actually missed. I don't know how the heck I missed, but I did. And I was like, well, great. That's mm-hmm. like the only Ram we're going to see. So, <laughs> and so we're like, okay. Um, and then we actually, they did like the one sighting thing on the gun to find out that it was actually shooting high the whole time. So then I got nervous because yeah, I was like, well, crap, the next Ram, or if we even find one, I'm going to shoot high and probably miss it again. So I was kind of, mm-hmm. you know, nervous about that. But anyway, yeah. so we keep walking down to the river again, and we're like, you know, and then my dad, he spots some, uh, like, a group of sheep, and there's only one ram, and it's, like, even smaller than the one that we missed at, and we're, like, kind of sad, but we're like, you know, we'll maybe try to put a stock on it or whatever, Mm-hmm. And so as we're getting, we, we're hiding behind these big boulders that are like, so he's like up on the side of a cliff and there's like kind of boulders along um, the way. So we're like kind of hopping behind each one, you know, and as we get mm-hmm. like, we're probably five, we're like 500 yards away from it. But then my dad like points out the ram that I shot and he was just walking like 200 yards away from us. He was just walking up to meet up with the other sheep and my dad's like, big ram, big ram, we got to hurry and get set up, you know, to shoot it. And I'm, like, mm-hmm. freaking out because I'm, like, I do not want to shoot this gun if it's off. Plus, us being the people that we are only brought, like, five bullets total. So, And so the whole, the whole thing? Yes, because we borrowed my uncle's gun, and he only gave us five bullets. I have no idea why. So oh I already God, used, like, no, actually only four bullets. We only had four bullets, and I had already used one, and I'm like, crap, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I really don't want to shoot this. And so I was like, okay, Dad, like, I'll only shoot it if you can get me, like, within, like, 200 yards of it, you know? Yeah, and, yeah, I mean, gee, you have three more shots. That's kind of. I know, I know. And so he's like, okay, we can do that. And so the sheep, uh, the the big ram, he, like, goes around the corner and so, like, he can't see us anymore, and so we, like, hurry and run up behind these rocks. It's, like, yeah, like, two, 250, 200-something yards away from it. And then we got okay. all set up, and they started walking around. And then I – and then, like, they made a sound or whatever, and so I shot it, and I actually made it. And then I hurry and shot yeah. it again. So, yeah, because so, I was freaking out. So one bullet left. <laughs> I know, one bullet left. How crazy is that? Oh, my goodness. So stupid. I don't know why we didn't get more bullets, but, yeah. And then, Hey, I mean, it worked. Oh yeah, it did. That's all that matters. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, and then, gosh, I've never seen my grandpa more happy than he was right then. Like, he was... He was jumping up and down and hugging us and crying, and I was like, oh, my gosh. It was so perfect. That's so awesome. That's yeah. awesome. And then we had to carry it all back, like, three, I think it was four, four miles back to our camp. And then and your camp uncle, was seven miles out. Yeah. So we had to hike it out, like, freaking, I think it was, like, 11 miles back to our truck. So, oh, my goodness that sex but it was still awesome that sounds awesome I mean you got I mean some people would say and what I have heard myself because I have been insanely lucky on my own is like 
my brother always said this. My brother, he had congrats. Uh, I think I said that, but freaking congrats. It's freaking amazing. So my older brother had a Desert Sheep tag last year, a year ago. And he, mm-hmm. uh, two years ago, I had a Desert Sheep tag in Arizona in, this, in a neighboring unit. And I got mine the first day because of my luck. I don't freaking know how, but my luck is just <laughs> insane. So yeah. um, I get mine the first day. David gets, draws the tag in the neighboring unit. He tells me, he's like, Jen, I don't want to get it the first day. I want to have a full experience. Well, did he get the full experience? He got him around the first day, but the other tag holder in the unit was on was already on a stock. Uh, so the ta- the other tag holder was able to um, harvest that ram. So David ended up having to hunt. He had to go back to Creighton in Nebraska, take his finals, and then come back and hunt. And I want to say he hunted for, um, I think I don't know, but like a week or so, hiked like 50 miles total within his pack, oh, and it was his whole. He had the, he was hunting with a muzzleloader, but the muzzleloader again, like like your gun, was shooting off. It was shooting left, and yeah. he kept. You know, it was his whole big thing. I think I did a I did a podcast with him. I believe. Um, if anyone wants to go listen to that, go ahead. Yeah. Um, so it was his whole big deal. But he got the full experience. That's what he asked for. And that's what he got. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you have that crazy luck, which is definitely is nice to have. Um, yeah. But. I mean, hey, you're successful, and you made the best out of four bullets. I don't know how yeah. people could do that, so congrats to you for that. That's just, and on a gun that was shooting off, freaking, yeah, that's amazing. Um, okay, so I have so many questions now because I forgot about things that happened. So like, sometimes for podcasts, I don't, I try not to write questions out because I, I like to kind of be in the moment and, like, ask questions yeah. that come up and just have topics in my head. But mm-hmm. I kind of should have done more research because I forgot about the other tags that you had this year that I knew about. <laughs> um, all right, so we're going to talk about sheep hunting in a second. Okay. Um, like more about your plans for that whole spiel mm-hmm. thing. But before that, the Colorado deer hunt, you went on that this year, correct? Yes. How was that? Because that hunt so, is one I, of my freaking favorites. It was so fun. I was we usually go kind of, really? What were you nervous about? Yeah. Kind of corona? I'm just kidding. <laughs> of course not. Um, no, just kidding. But I don't know. I just, I always get nervous before hunts because I just, I don't know, meeting new people. I don't, it's just, mm-hmm. I'm just, I get nervous when I meet, meet new people. I don't know why. But yeah. I get nervous so, from, I get nervous from the pressure, you know, kind of like. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we're all hunting. How am I going to do? How am I going to shoot? You know, like, yeah, that's what I kind of get nervous about. And mm-hmm. sometimes it causes some issues. But that hunt, before you tell your story, I'm going to give a little thing about my story. That ranch, the melodies, love them all so much. But my hunting luck there is absolutely terrible. And I went for like two years, couldn't shoot a buck. I went, got like a fork torn. I went with my brother, shot a deer. I don't know if they told anyone the story. They probably don't. But um, Timmy and my little brother and I had a bet to see who could shoot the biggest deer. You know how much I lost by? Just, like, guess how much I lost by. And, oh, gosh. I don't even want to guess. A freaking eighth of an inch. Are you kidding? No. I'm no. so mad. Because also the whole thing that happened was, so they measured it. 
Jimmy measured it, and he or no Wick no Waylon Mike Waylon measured it. I don't know if he was there on your hunt. Mike Waylon measured it with what I think was a faulty te- measuring tape because it was like metal kind of, so it was a little bit stiff. I'm like that shouldn't oh, count, yeah. but apparently it still counts. So Mike Whelan measures it, writes down the measurements, gives it to Jimmy. Jimmy does the math, not the best mathematician, messes up the math, mm-hmm. and so he declares Timothy the winner. Sorry, Timmy. Oh. I call Timothy sometimes. I don't know why. So they do this whole thing. They raise the arms. I lose. I get loser written on my forehead and a mustache and Sharpie. Um, we go back inside. My dad does the math. Then he declares me the winner after he reworks the math. Oh, my God. And so I already have loser on my forehead and mustache. I'm Now it's being switched, and now I'm the winner. I'm like, what the frick just happened? So I'm, like, shoving it into his face. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. I'm going to redo the math. Me, like, a, I don't know, when I was, like, 16. I was like, yeah. I'm going to be better than the doctor and Jimmy. And I redo the math, and they were both freaking wrong. And I lost by an eighth of an inch. And oh. the honest child that I am had to freaking tell him. I was like, yeah, you actually <laughs> did win. Uh-huh. So I guess I can keep loser on my forehead. Um, uh-huh. But I ended up actually taking a shower that day because we were, going, we, were going, we were flying home that day, so I was supposed to keep it on the plane. Oh, shit. But I took a shower, and I had an exfoliating face wash. Uh-huh. So it took it off of my face because my face was dirty from hunting, you know. And yeah. so I was like, oh, I'm just going to wash my face. Like, Sharpie doesn't come off with freaking soap. Apparently, it comes off with exfoliating face wash. <laughs> so it came off, and I come back down, and um, Kramer was like, Jen, did you – I don't know if you – I, I call him Kramer. I don't know what you call him. But he's like, do you wash your face with lava? And I was like, I mean, maybe, dude. Because it's like – I'm like, Sharpie does not come off like that. But it did, and I'm kind of glad because I didn't want to fly home with loser on my forehead. Yeah. And because I wear a mask on the plane even without corona, so, like, I knew they wouldn't see the mustache of it. But you can still mm-hmm. see loser on someone's forehead when you're walking. And I, like, already kind of cried when I did it in front of the whole deer camp because that's, like, the most embarrassing thing ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, you know what? I'm like, y'all. And then we hadn't even taken the group picture yet, so I was going to have to do that for the group picture. But then I took a shower because I felt the need because I needed to. And thank God it washed off. Because there are still pictures and videos of that whole thing to haunt me and the story that I decided <laughs> to tell on the podcast, which I don't know why I did. But I, I guess I can laugh about it now. But yeah. – so that was, like, that's the thing. Because I don't know why I told the whole story. But that was, like, one of the biggest things that happened for us at that ranch. Um, and because my, my older brother went, and then I went, and then Timmy went. And then that was the year Timmy and I both went. And I never had good luck when my brothers both did. So that's kind of how the bet came about was because I could never get a big buck. And Timmy um, had a really nice buck. But, and so I was, like, a freaking eighth of an inch. I still think we should remeasure them because that's stupid. But yeah. whatever. <laughs> um, and I think I could get extra points because my shot was, like, in, like, a really, like, a small gap of a bush while I was, like, bedded down. Like, I should get, like, an inch for my shot, you know. Like, I should count a little yeah. bit. I didn't. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so that was my, that's my brief Colorado story. So how was your experience? Kind of tell me about, like, um, the hunters that were there. Because um, you go with Oi Fori hunters from, what I, I, I don't know if this year is different. But when I went there, there was a wounded warrior and, an Oi, and a few Oi Fori hunters. Kind of how... What did like what? Who was on your hunt? How did it go? I'm done with my story now. You can tell yours. <laughs> so there were just there were four other kids there, right? Okay. Yeah, I don't four. Know. Um, yeah, <laughs> sorry, I was counting. Um, yeah, <laughs> and so they're all uh, kids in the outdoor experience for all program, 
And uh-huh. one of them, actually, her name's Paige, and we have, we hunted together on the strip and and our antelope and our buffalo. So, like, we've hunted together. Who the fuck did you have an Okay. Antelope tagged my list of questions. Um, yeah, so we okay, hunted together on. a lot. And, like, our dads, they're good friends. Like, they were before. We, my dad actually told Paige's dad about Outdoor Experience for All, so that's how she got into it. And okay. so, yeah, and she's from Utah, too. Um, and then the other three okay. kids, they're from Snowflake, Arizona. And mm-hmm. they're, like, all the, I was so – I got lucky with all the kids there because they were just all so cool. And, like, we all still keep in touch, like, and it, it was so fun. And so, yeah, um, oh, my gosh, and the food there, I – Wick I, is a I freaking master. So good. I especially mm-hmm. the ribs. Oh my gosh, I, <laughs> I ate too much, too much. But gosh, it was it was so fun. And then just all the like the melodies and all of their family friends. You know, like it was just it was so cool getting to know everyone. And yeah, it it was cool. And that was like, I mean, I'd met Eddie before. Like we met, I think. February at like a hunting expo in Salt Lake he was there and that was the first time I met him and like I hadn't seen him until this hunt and when oh really yeah oh you this the Colorado hunt like like I said I love this hunt but that hunt half of those people like embody OE4A and so that whole hunt just like embodies kind of the foundation and everything which I'm sure you kind of experienced um yeah but it's, I never stop laughing at that hunt. Dude, I wish we could go on a hunt together. Oh, my freaking, this sucks. Anyway. No. Um, I, like, everything, like, his, oh, I mean, we have a whole family dynamic because we're really good family friends with them. But, like, was Tyler there, Tyler and Katie? Yes. Oh, my gosh, they were so funny. They're so funny. Because Timmy always goes with Tyler. So, Tyler is Timmy's, like, dad on the hunt. Uh-huh. And... Tyler was actually my guide for the deer that I shot that was a little bit smaller than Timmy's. He kind of a little bit did me a little dirty on that, Tyler. Just got to say, bro. Everyone was like, oh, Jen, yours is definitely better than Timmy's. Frickin'. Mm-hmm. Anyway, okay, sorry. I, that's what I'm saying in a little bit. But Wix, his freaking cooking, immaculate. Oh, so good. The ribs are just dropped at amazing. Um, yeah. I miss Wix's cooking. It's been way too freaking long since I've had it. <laughs> um, yes. But, yes, okay, go on. How was, how was the hunt killing part of it? Oh, okay. So, let's see. We, oh, and who we, was your guide? Sorry. Uh, Jason Kramer. Kramer. What a yes. guy. I freaking love him. He was amazing. He was so funny. I love just, like, we sat in the blind most of the time, aside from one day when we, like, walked around to find one. But mm-hmm. it was just so cool, like, hearing their stories. And they're so funny. But, anyway, so... Um, I had to, we had Monday to hunt also, but I had to leave Sunday night because my mom couldn't skip any more work. So mm-hmm. I only had like Saturday and Sunday morning to hunt. And yeah, that's so, how we usually are. Oh, really? Okay. Cause yeah, we but, go back for school. That yeah. was before you could zoom into class. <laughs> so Saturday we just sat in a blind 
and we didn't see, like, make nothing came in. A few elk, which is, like, they said that was really weird because they don't usually have yeah, elk. Yeah, I've never seen, never seen elk. Yeah, we, there was, like, a whole herd of them. I don't know, a herd, I don't know. But, yeah. So yeah, like well, 2020 is an interesting year, so I guess that fits. Yeah. <laughs> so we had that, but, like, aside from that, we didn't see, like, any deer. It was It was weird. And then Sunday morning... We, like, hiked around the whole property trying to find something, and we still didn't. And we're like, oh, well, you know. And I was, I was like, kind of ready to go home empty-handed because Sunday morning the hunt was over, like the morning mm-hmm. hunt was, and I was like, oh, well. So after that, um, Mr. Melody, he was like um, – he took us to a place where there were some deer earlier, and we looked there, and they ran off. And we had them kind of cornered, like there were two other hunters, um, but none of us got like a good shot. And so then mm-hmm. Mr. Melody and Jason and I, um, we got in a truck and we were just, and then Mr. Melody, who was like, let's just go like drive around my property, you know, because we, we should just go look. And we're like, okay, yeah, that sounds fun. So we did. And he mm-hmm. was just like telling us all these stories about things that had happened there. And they were like really cool stories. And then... Mm-hmm. While we were driving, he just was like, oh, a, a buck. And it was just a little two-point. But he was like, do you want to shoot it? It's just two-point. And I was like, oh, absolutely. So I just mm-hmm. got out. And it was probably like 100 yards off the road. So I just, we just set up and I shot it. And, yeah, and then we didn't tell anyone that I shot it. So we, I don't know, um, oh, they'd just taken pictures outside so everyone was kind of gathered outside you know and we just like pull up mm-hmm. in the truck with the deer in the back but they couldn't really see it and mm-hmm. then we're like hey everyone how are you doing they're like good how's it going and then someone like pointed out like yo there's a deer in the back and then everyone started <laughs> celebrating because I caught a deer and it was, it was just awesome it was cool because yeah yeah I don't know and only only two of the other hunters got a deer also so it was just you know like three of the five that got one but mm. yeah so that was that was too bad for the other kids but um sometimes yeah. it's like that i went home i'm being handed multiple years yeah but you know yeah, what but, it, it like obviously you got one but the thing i love about those experiences like comes down to the wire i mean even though like hunting a day and a half and still getting one it's still like pretty lucky you know um yeah. you know i feel like you kind of get used to being like getting one in two days when usually yeah. that's not always the case so it kind of yeah. you come home heavy handed a few times it humbles you then you kind of don't like remember the experience a little bit more and i don't know that's kind of how i've come from it you can't always be lucky yeah yeah but yeah, I mean, that sounds, congrats for getting that. That's, I, I love when you're like, oh, it's right there. Outside. Like, let's just go get it. Let's go. Like, we're on our way out. Yeah. Let's go. I've had a few yeah. hunts, like, with my, I had a bear hunt with my dad. When my dad was out of the blind, I was still asleep on the floor. And a bear walked in. We were about to leave. And I was like, you again, wake up. I was like, okay. And I had to, like, shoot it. It was, a, it was very hectic. But yeah, and it makes for a good story. Um, yeah. But... So I realized once you kept mentioning tags, I'm like, freaking, I was out of the loop. Um, so I apparently, so I talked to your Instagram to find out more resources um, because <laughs> I did not pay enough attention to your Instagram. 
I and like the two tags that you mentioned that I didn't know you had were the two pictures that I didn't like. So I guess I must have just like missed them. Instagram's kind of been annoying me lately, so I'm not on it all day. Yeah. Um. So okay, we talked about the Colorado hunt. I have looking at my list of questions now. So the strip tag. Let's talk about that because the strip, for, like it's the Arizona strip. You know, I had that tag. I want to say I was 12. I could be wrong. Um, oh, wow. But when I told someone I had that tag, well, let's be real here, Gracie. I've been hunting with OA4A since I was 10. You've been hunting with OA4A since February. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're 17, but you've been getting all these hunts in a matter of nine months during a pandemic. So kind of yeah. a little bit of an insane story. Um, so yeah. I had my strip tag. I want to say I was 12. Um, mm-hmm. And the bucks on there are freaking insane. They can have insane ones, even, like, average ones. Like, it's, it's funny to be like, oh, this is just, like, a nice heavy 4x4. But for the strip, it's still, which for, like, any other range is, like, still pretty good. But for the strip, it's kind of like, oh, we can pass that. We'll probably find something else. Like, no other yeah. place. I mean, I'm not very educated in this, so I'm kind of just improvising here. But, like, not mm-hmm. many other places you can say that. So the strip is freaking amazing. Um, so how I'm assuming it was an OA4A tag. Let me look at your – yep, it is because that's what your Instagram says. Um, so how did that go? Because uh, you said you were hunting – you were on the strip before you went for the sheep, but according to your post orders, um, you got the deer first. Oh, I ruined the story. Sorry. Um, so how did, that, how did that hunt go on the strip? Kind of tell me about that. Um, it, was, it was fun, uh, but it, I've never, like, driven in a car as much as I had on that hunt. Like, we were just, like, from the morning till night, we would just drove around to, like, water mm-hmm. pools or, you know, and stuff, spots just to, like, scout and stuff. And it was... Yeah. I am not good in cars. I get car sick very easily. So that... Oh, was, I'm was, not the same. Thing. Yeah. I sleep in cars. When we're hunting, oh... <laughs> When we're hunting and we get to drive around, that is, like, my heaven because I'm like, oh, I'm just going to take a nap against this window and then wake me up when there's a deer. Like, that is me, and I live for it. But obviously not – I mean, you know what? It's okay. Not everyone can sleep in cars like they're freaking – so that kind of sucks to get motion sick, though. You're driving around on a ranch. It's only on the dirt road. It's not very good. Yeah, it wasn't. But you do, like, kind of push through it, take – whatever that drug is that helps you not get motion sickness? Or did you just kind of like, we're just going to get a deer and hopefully not throw up while doing it? Yeah, basically. I mean, we had the windows down a lot, so that, that kind of helps, you know. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I didn't really – I didn't take any motion sickness medicine. I probably should have. But, I let's see, I think we were hunting for like – I think it was a week. That's how long okay. we've been hunting. And we hadn't seen anything like – not even any just small bucks, like just like the first five days, nothing. And I, that, that, you what know, did that's you do? Not sorry to interrupt you again. So when I hunt, usually not during a pandemic, we I'd be like, okay, I have this weekend. I'm missing two days of school, and my school's strict, so let's get this done. So <laughs> what were you doing for classes? Could you Zoom? Could you do your online stuff? Kind of how did you do school while you were gone out there for a week? Um. So my online classes, it's not like a Zoom or anything. I just have certain assignments that need to be turned in, like, all okay. by a, the Friday of that week. So 
Usually mm-hmm. I would just do them all like ahead of time or I would just do them all when I get back because they're really not that strict right now because of the pandemic. But And then like the classes that I do have at school, like I would just get all the homework so I could do that while I was hunting. Try to. I never actually really did it while I was hunting. Cause yeah, I never did either. I always do it when I get back. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, okay, that makes sense. So how does the hunt other than motion sickness? Uh, let's see. So, like, on the fifth day, maybe six, we finally we found, like, so, okay, so he showed us these pictures that he had gotten off of trail cams of, like, these huge mm-hmm. bucks, and we're like, okay. And my dad had one. We called it stickers, and it was, like, my, one of my dad's, like, favorites. And so we found mm-hmm. it on the sixth day we found it and I was like oh my gosh that's giant let's go get it and so mm-hmm. like we made a plan and then like I don't know what the heck happened but we lost it somehow and Damn. so that kind of sucked but the yeah. next day we like went to the same place because we were hoping that there would be more big bucks you know there mm-hmm. and then so I, it was like midday so I like took a nap on the dirt because I was getting tired <laughs> So I woke up because they told they had they were like, hey, we found. Okay, so my uncle and this other guy they were like, on another ridge, and they were like, hey, we found like a buck that might be nice, if you want to come shoot it. And I'm like, okay, well let's go see it, you know, because I'm still holding out because like we still have like four days left, so we were still holding out for like a giant right then. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so we head over to it and there there was a lot of miscommunication because like it came out and like I had a shot at it and then there were people like don't shoot it like it's too small and then there's other people that are like screaming at me telling me to shoot it oh I hate there you have like so many guides it's also confusing when like there's like a hurt a hurt like a big group and you're trying to figure out yeah. which one to shoot, and it's like three people telling you different things. Yeah, it, yeah. It's so that it's pressure. Because I, I don't know, I freaked out and I shot it, and maybe I shouldn't have, but I did anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, and so I, it, it's a nice buck. What I got, like I like it. Um, I mean, but, I mean, here's the thing. Here's what I've kind of, I would say, like my advice as, <laughs> I don't know, but. What I would say is when we have the privilege that we have getting all of these tags donated to us, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. taking the smaller buck and being able to have something to look forward to and have something to work towards is better yeah. than shooting the biggest buck on on the unit and, like, over yeah. there. I can't form words. In the unit, like, over there, and being like, hey, I'm 17. I just shot this big buck, like, the creme de la creme. It's kind of like, so like you shoot, I mean, it's a nice buck. It's a heavy four by four, really, really yeah. good looking buck. So now you have something to look forward to and stuff to work towards, which I always like yeah. try and be like, hey, this tag already is a privilege. Now I have yeah. a nice buck to show for it. Now I can work towards mm-hmm. an even bigger buck and have gold. So that's kind of yeah. how I take that because sometimes getting the biggest buck on a tag that was donated to you is like kind of, I don't know, I feel kind of, awkward in that position so I'm like you got yeah. that buck with this tag it's like yeah yeah I get you so, yeah but yeah. it's a really pretty buck 
Yeah, it is. I like it. He's pretty. All right. Antelope tag. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm liking this picture because so I forgot to like it. Didn't get four. Sorry. Okay. So, oh, four a tag. Um, how did that go? Okay, was it September. Was it rifle or was it archery? It was rifle. Okay, yeah. nice. So, walk me through this one. Are these okay. all the tags you had this year? Oh my goodness, girl, you're going off. I remember it was so sorry. Like, I'll let you talk in a second. But I remember talking to you in February. You're like, yeah, I turn 18 soon. I don't know how many tags I'm gonna get. Like, I really want to start hunting, girl. You've gotten like freaking three years worth of tags in nine months. Because <laughs> I don't know, I wasn't even expecting to get this many tags. But then Eddie's like, I don't know if I should be saying this, but he's like, yep, we're gonna get Grace her Big Ten. And so I was like, oh, my gosh, we've got, like, a year to do that. Okay, let's do it. And so, yeah, like, I've been hunting, like, seriously every weekend since, like, this Hey, it's not a bad problem to have. I'm, it's not. It's not at all. I'm not complaining. <laughs> Especially in a world where no one's doing anything ever at all anymore. I know. Seriously. But, yeah, yeah when Eddie gets his mindset on something and he wants to get you <laughs> tags, he will get you tags. Anyway, so, Antelope, how did that, how did that go? It was so fun, actually. It was just, awesome. we were with uh, Arizona Desert Outfitters. That's, they've been guiding for most of my hunts. But, mm-hmm. um, so, yeah. And it was, Tage was there, too. And so it was kind of just, it was nice. We were the only hunters with our dads and then the outfitters. And we were just, it was so chill. And just, we had a good time. And, like, the, I, I was surprised. There was, like, antelope, like, everywhere. And so... It, it wasn't really a hard hunt because, you know, you could just go, go like, walk out of your tent <laughs> yeah. in the morning and just go shoot one. But, yeah, so. So because of that, were you kind of like, all right, they're here, let's find a big one now? Is that kind of what the old mentality was? Yeah. So we actually, mm-hmm. the very first morning, we found, like, a pretty big, a pretty big one. So we, like, we drove kind of far away from it and, like, started walking towards it. Like, we were still, like, a long ways away from it. But Mm -hmm. then a guy, uh, like, some random hunter behind us, he, like, pulled up behind us and parked right by us and, like, ran around us and shot the the antelope. So that kind of sucked. So we were like, Oh, my goodness. That is – that's so annoying. So I know. So y'all were on a stalk kind of walking out there and he just kind of runs yeah, out there and shoots he saw us too but he just he just didn't care i guess so he just walked around and shot it and we're like well that kind of sucks but let's just go hey at least there were antelope there at least you had some like yeah that would be terrible if like oh this is the one antelope we've seen in four days and then he just I know. Shoots it. yeah so I, I i mean i wasn't really that was kind of rude but i was like yeah it's whatever so yeah we find so then, let's see, I don't think we really tried anything else the rest of the day. We were just kind of look, looking for a big one, but we didn't really find any, and I was like, I don't really care. But, and then the next day, around noon, uh, we found found another one, and so we were, like, putting a stock on it, and, <laughs> and this was crazy. So we're putting, like, a stock on it. We're probably 300 yards away, but it's kind of, like, uh, behind this hill, so I couldn't really see it. So we were just, you know, trying to get a little bit closer. 
And then up mm-hmm. comes along a truck and parks, like, what, 400 yards away from us, but they're, like, closer to the, to the what's it called, to antelope. The antelope. They just get out of their truck and shoot at it. They just shoot at it. Oh, and my we're like, gosh. We're just, like, waving our hats, you know, and we're like, don't do anything, you know, because we're making a stock on it. And then, so he just, he just takes a shot at it, and he missed. And so then me and this, uh, and my dad, and this other person that came to help us, we're just like, we just start booking it towards the antelope, and we're like, oh, my gosh, please, since he missed, we're like, okay, well, let's hurry and go get it. I, I know that's probably rude of us to go after he made, made a shot at it. Hey, but hey, he's taking your stock. You need to take advantage of it. Yeah. That's that's what I was thinking. So we hurry and go, and it's like it's like running off. And then my dad hurry and sets up the tripod and makes like a cow sound, or you know, to make the antelope stop. And then I shoot mm-hmm. it, and it like drops. So we got it. And then nice uh, way to show up the other hunter. Go off. Yeah, but then the other hunter he starts coming up to me, and I was like, oh my gosh, what is going to happen? And then. You know, and then, like, my, yeah, they just start yelling at each other, like, one of the guys that came to help me and the other, the guy that, like, shot at it first, they just, mm-hmm. like, start yelling at each other, and it was just bad, but I don't know how that really oh stopped, but I think my dad stopped it, and he's like, hey, don't do that. Anyway, so, yeah. Yeah, that's freaking... It well, was, I mean... It was bad, but... It, yeah. Like... Sure, I can see where he's coming from, like, hey, like, I missed that, and then you just came up and shot it, but the other yeah. side of that point is, hey, I was stalking it, and you came up and shot it, so karma happens, yeah. okay? Yeah. <laughs> it's Plus, like that from that. Yeah, so it was bad, but it's whatever. Hey, it happens. It happens. Life yeah. happens. All, All right. right, so any other tags that I'm missing in my Instagram stalk that happened? Um, I had an elk tag, archery. Nice. Ooh, uh, I okay. That was the one tag that I was unsuccessful in this year, though. But where, that, and where was that? And like when was it? Like maybe, unit, no, September. It was unit ten. I used a crossbow. That was pretty uh-huh. sweet. But yeah, um, nice. <laughs> I know. I hunted for like probably the whole two weeks straight. Like aside from like. Wow. three days when I went home, but yeah, and it was, it was crazy, like, I'd never heard an elk bugle before this trip. Isn't and it like, insane? It's insane, it's kind of scary too, like, I didn't know it's they insane. sounded like that. My dad, oh, I take the table, my dad always says his favorite hunt, he's gone on, he has, he basically has um, the Super Slam, the North American 29, except for a polar bear, um, because he oh. doesn't want to, like, do it because he can't transport them back to America, but, so, oh, I mean, yeah. he's gone on a lot of hunts and mm-hmm. been very successful. His favorite yeah. hunt, one of his top favorite hunts, is elk hunting in the rut, archery elk hunting in the rut. Because yeah. they're freaking, those bugles just send chills. And if you're in the I middle know. of it, like, I remember where I was in the middle of it, and they're just surrounding you, and they're bugling, and you're like, where is it coming from? And you're turning every direction. And then, like, I saw bulls fighting, and you hear, like, the echo and, like, their horn, like, and hello, antlers hitting, oh, it's insane, I loved it, Yeah, but anyway, was, you were saying, <laughs> yeah, so, um, 
Yeah, it was crazy. Like, it was so cool. And so we would hunt, like, we would wake up, like, 2.30 in the morning, get out there, and then come mm-hmm. back during, like, you know, during the afternoons, and then, like, take mm-hmm. a rest, and then get back out at, like, 3. And, like, we did that for, like, weeks straight. And then and we couldn't, we would put stalks on stuff, but then they would just, like, I guess we would spook them or something, and then they would just go mm-hmm. quiet, and we wouldn't find them. And so that kind of sucks, but honestly, that was like, it was so cool. Just, and then, well, okay, the very last night of the hunt, we were walking back to the truck <laughs> because it was like getting too dark and I couldn't really see out of my scope anymore. Mm-hmm. And so we're like walking back to the tra- truck, and then all of a sudden, Eric, uh, he's my guy, he just like stops. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my gosh, he sees something. And, like, straight mm-hmm. ahead, like, probably 200 yards away. And we're, like, in a – it's, like, a meadow. Like, it's flat. There's, like, nothing we can hide behind or anything. And yeah. um, 200 yards in front of us, there's, like, a – it was pretty big, uh, an elk. And mm-hmm. we're, like – we didn't really know what to do because we didn't – it was, like, facing away from us, but we didn't want to – because it was pretty loud when we stepped because, like, it was all through these, like, weeds and stuff that were just crunchy. Uh-huh. And so I was, like, well – and I've never shot my crossbow out that far. Like, I was pretty confident. How, how far would he? It was, well, it was 200, and he said we would get within 100 yards of him. Okay. And yeah, we got within 100 yeah, yards. Yeah, Yeah, we got within 100 yards, and I was like, because uh, plus I couldn't even see him through my scope, really, because it was just dark. And it was, mm-hmm. it was just not, it, if we'd been there, like, 20 minutes earlier, even mm-hmm. probably we would have gotten it, but anyway, so yeah. I think we, we skewed it even closer. So we got 93 yards away from him and I just took a shot at him and it went like right below him. And then he just like, he just turned and looked at us and then just, just like started walking away and then it just ran away. So we didn't have time to get another shot at him, but it was mm. it was so cool, you know, having like a chance yeah. because like the one that I got to shoot at. So, but it was yeah. awesome. Yeah, it sounds awesome. And like I said before, sometimes you just don't get it, and then you come back and yeah, get it eventually. All right. Yeah. So dang, I don't even know how many hunts that is. I can't do math. I finished school already. <laughs> I'm not in the mood to count. But a lot, a lot of hunts, a lot of success, a lot of crazy luck. Four bullets on one of the hunts. Freaking crazy. Um, so, obviously, like you said, Eddie's trying to get you to the Big Ten. I finished my Big Ten, like, <laughs> three days before I turned 18. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe, like, a week after. I don't remember. It was, like, right around there. Um, yeah. But sheep hunting. You posted on when you're hunting sheep that you're halfway to the Grand Slam. Have you mm-hmm. talked about going for a Grand Slam? Do you kind of know – if you want to, if it's kind of like sometime in the future, or if it's kind of like I need to finish all of this hunting right now, kind of probably not. But what are your kind of thoughts on the Grand Slam? I, you know, I really, I think it would be awesome to finish it. Um, probably not anytime soon, though, mm-hmm. because I don't know. We can't really afford it at the time because uh, it's it's yeah. a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, I I definitely think I'd finish it in the future. But I, I mean, mean, hey, I mean, you're – you – I was talking to people because, obviously, I finished mine 
two years ago. Um, I, yeah, I think it was two years ago. It was two years ago. <clears throat> I, all the years went together. It's not that I forget that it happened. It was two years ago. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I did mine really fast. Obviously, with the goal to be, like, the youngest girl to do it. I think I was second youngest, yeah. first girl with CF. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Um, so it was a crazy – I did it in, like, 366 days. Basically, oh, leap year. It was crazy. It was so fast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was – it was insane. Kind of like once I kind of got it in my head, this is what I wanted to do. It was like, all right, grind, let's get this done. Um, as much like and it kind of, I don't think the plan was to do it that fast. I don't know if you don't even know, but I think mm-hmm. the stars kind of aligned and people heard my story and they were like, okay, let's get this done as much as we can. And I was like, oh, okay, this is yeah. all happening like really fast really right now. Um, yeah. But I mean, so what I heard, everyone thought, so my last sheet that I got was the stone. But I ended up getting a fan in and calling the stone because um, the stones are on horseback and it just like we didn't feel comfortable going to do that in case I needed like in case I got sick or in case something happened with my lungs. It was like let's do a fan in because for the fan in I could use helicopters and it was just safer and more comfortable, which yeah. I was totally fine with. And my dad hates horses because he's been bucked off. So anyway, we just the whole oh. thing was like this is more ideal. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> but. Um, so that's how I did my Grand Slam. I got the fan in as my last one. Everyone always thought that I had my desert as the last one because deserts are kind of some of the hardest to get. Um, I don't – this is, like, what I've heard, again, people who, like, know what I'm talking about. Don't quote me on this, please. Um, but I know most people in, like, the in like um, at sheep, hunt, sheep hunting banquets that I've been to, most people pick deserts first because they're hard to get the tag, and then they're also hard to get in general. Um, mm-hmm. So, obviously, desert was your first sheep. I have three deserts <laughs> because everyone thought I needed a desert, so I ended up – so the, my first desert my I got for my Grand Slam, my second desert I drew the tag, or the, I think the tag was donated to me um, through a friend. And then the third desert <laughs> – that sounds so bad. The third desert I got – I um, Someone heard my speech at, a, at the sheep show, and they're like, oh, we're going to give you a desert because they thought I needed a desert to finish my slam. And so I don't know where I was going with that. But I guess what I was saying, my point of saying this was mm-hmm. for you, wanting to get the grand slam, you have some of the hardest, one, at least one of the hardest ones to get, you have it in your belt. You yeah. got it the first time. So that's great. I had friends that that was one of the hardest ones to get. So, I mean, you got that going for you. Um, so, yeah, but keep me updated because sheep hunting, I mean, okay. <clears throat> oh, my gosh, it's really fun to talk to you about this. Okay, so everyone always told me sheep hunting changes your life. I don't think you would have – I think the first year desert, you didn't – like you said, you didn't really get the full experience as my brother would say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But your Rocky Mountains, when you get to – when you hike those miles and come back with the sheep, the gratification and all of that just changes you. So how do you kind of feel after getting at least that? I mean, you got the two sheep, but the, the second sheep that kind of had like what, I, what we would say the full experience, kind of how do you think it's kind of changed kind of your look on that? I said kind of a lot. I don't know if that makes sense. But does it make sense? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I didn't expect sheep hunting to be this hard, you know, especially after my first mm-hmm. one. I was like, oh, this is no big deal 
But then, yeah. like, oh, my gosh, hiking all that, like, I, and then, like, yeah, especially when they came and picked us up after we, ha- we had hiked, like, the 11 miles back to our trucks, like, it just felt, like, I just, like, fell down right when I got to the truck because I was so exhausted, but, like, it was so amazing, like, just the mm-hmm. feeling of, like, wow, I just did that, you know, because it, it was just, it was so cool. Yeah, and I think... Um, like I was when you it was always fun to me is taking the horns to like the um why like to the office to get it plugged and everything. Why I can't think of the word. I'm so like the wildlife place. Oh my gosh, yeah, this is terrible. I know anyway, saying. I'm gonna okay, thank you. Everyone's like, Oh my gosh, I can't remember the name. I <laughs> it's Christmas time, okay, my brain is turning off. Mm-hmm. Anyway, when you go to take it I always found so much like I got so confident and like because I always felt at least, like, a little bit, not bad, but I was, like, I was, like, I'm this young girl who has this sheep. Like, what yeah. did I do to deserve this? You know, like, this is such a blessing. How, what did I do? And mm-hmm. so to have people look at you and be, like, you did that? This is you? And you're, like, yeah, I did. And you're, like, that is freaking awesome. And mm-hmm. so I always loved that. I was, like, well, thanks. Like, I didn't realize, like, how much is meant to people and then there's always like the, oh you did that you're 17 i wanted to do that and i'm like 45 you know that's that's old it's not old people that's not what i meant yeah. um but it's it's kind of like yeah i did do that especially yeah. when when you do it the first time you're like oh yeah i guess i did it i got it in one day sure yeah. but when you hear it on the second ram you're like yeah i did do that i did hike 11 miles out with this ram yes. i did have four bullets and still got this ram like <laughs> It's like, I did do that. Yes, I did. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, ah, oh, man, this is awesome. And that's kind of, yeah. I mean, that, I feel like how you would feel. That's how I felt. And people are like, especially when you're like a young girl, they look at you, they, they, like, they look at you, they point, they go, you did this? Yeah, I did. Damn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, I always like loved hearing that because I was like, hey, thank you. Like, yeah, I, guess, exactly. I guess I did do this. Yeah. Because like, I mean, what I felt, and I, I'm sure you kind of understand too, like when you get all these tags, you, you kind of, not that you lose respect, but you're kind of like, okay, yeah, like, this is cool. I get these tags. Mm-hmm. But, like, when you talk to other people about those tags, and they're like, oh, you do that? That's so cool. You're like, yeah, it is cool. And then mm-hmm. when they, like, especially if when you, like, throw the CF and they're like, yeah, like, I have this long disease. And they're like, you have that and you still do this? It's like, yeah. I'm like, mm-hmm. like, and they just, like, they get, like, proud of you and they don't even know you. And it's like, hey, thanks. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It always, it just, like, touches me. It's like, I guess. Yeah, because sometimes you kind of like, at least what I found, and I guess I'll let you talk about this in a second. Um, what I found growing up with CF is like, you get so used to it, you forget that it's actually like a challenge to like most people, you know? You forget that, yeah. oh, this isn't normal. You are supposed to be like a normal human. I, I can't do that. I mean, you kind of can more than I can, but like anyway, <clears throat> like you kind of forget that this isn't normal life. And so when people hear your story and they don't even know you and they're like, Hey, good for you. You're like, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, how do you, like when you hear that, do you kind of like, like, how do you kind of feel when that happens? I guess I kind of just like told you, I kind of went on the whole thing, but like, I mean, obviously you kind of keep saying, do you like, you know what I'm talking about? Like when you hear that and you're like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like, like, it's a crazy thing. Yeah, it is. And it's like, Sometimes I feel bad because, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, like, on my last time, a bunch of my uncles came and they were like, hey, Grace, 
were like, guess how many sheep all of us have combined? And I'm like, how many? And they're like, zero, and you've got two. And I'm like, oh, my mm-hmm. gosh. Because it, it, like, makes me feel bad because they've been, like, putting in for forever, you know, and they haven't – none of them have any. And then here I am with, like, two. And I'm, yeah. I, like, feel so blessed, you know, to be able to have mm-hmm. two. It, it, it's just crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, and then it's kind of like, what did I do to deserve this? Because yeah. at least to me, it's like, yes, I have CF, but in my head, because, okay, have you ever hunted with Wounded Warriors? No. You talk to Eddie and be like, Eddie, I need one of these hunts Jen told me. <laughs> but the thing that I always feel around these Wounded Warriors, um, and when you get to hunt, whenever you get to hunt with them, call me on the freaking plane, like when you're in the airport on the way back, because... Um, what I have learned from those hunts is they, we have like a mutual respect for each other mm-hmm. because I'm this kid with this lung disease who struggles, who has to do all of this stuff. They're mm-hmm. this person, this woman, this man who has fought for our country and lost part of themselves literally and um, figuratively out there for us. They fighting for yeah. us they lost part of themselves. And they look at me like this girl who's grown up knowing nothing else and just growing up with all of these problems that she has to deal with. I look at them as someone who was normal, average, regular human being, who lost a significant part of themselves and their life and had to come back and learn how to deal with that. And so for me, I was always, oh, my gosh, like, if they can do that, I'm fine. Like, I know nothing else. I don't know how to breathe normally. These are my lungs. They knew how to walk normally. Now they have fake legs, you know? So, it, yeah. and then they think vice versa. They're like, oh, this little girl has grown up like this. And this is all, this is like her freaking life. Like, if she can do that, I can do that. Like, I can deal with my problems. And so, they, we kind of have that mutual respect. But in a way of like saying, oh, I'm fine. They have it worse. And they think the same about me. And so, mm-hmm. I feel like, I don't know the point of what I would say. But when you go on hunts with them, it's just like, because, and we joke around with them all the time. Like, it's not like a pity party. We kind of, we just joke around. And it's just yeah. kind of like, hey, like, they're doing okay. I'm going to do okay. And vice versa. And it's just kind of, it just makes you feel like so much better. And like, hey, someone is kind of struggling like I am. Not exactly the same. But mm-hmm. you have like that mutual respect instead of someone who like, not saying people who don't have a lung disease or don't have a, like a lost limb are like not have that same respect but it's kind of like you have like you can bond on another level that you yeah. can't everybody else and mm-hmm. whenever you go on a winter warrior hunt please let me know because those freaking they're amazing i love them um but yeah it's and i'm sure okay i mean i'm sure i guess to relate to this when you were on the colorado hunt with the under with the other um oh four kids could you kind of feel that like a little bit yeah, have that mutual respect for each other. Yeah, yeah. Because I think a big thing about like life is like this is like now like a freaking we're talking about the deep aspects of life now, people. <laughs> but like, um, I think like when you're going through life, like you never know what's going on on the inside with someone. But when you're hunting with these foundations and these um, people, that the whole sole purpose of them being there is because they have an illness, um, something like that. You're, like, it's brought to the attention more because that's the whole point. And so when you get to talk about it, it's like, oh, like, that's cool. Like, I can't, and then you find similarities, and then 
it's just so fun to like be able to openly talk about that because like that's the reason you're there, you know? Yeah. That's what I found. I guess I can let you talk now. So how, like when you were on that hunt with like those kids, like how was it kind of being able to like relate to them? Kind of like, oh, hey, like we're both, we're all here because we have something wrong with us, but we're not really letting it control what we're doing. Yeah, it was, it was nice. And it was like, you know, I finally, you know, like, this is my first time hunting with other people with like dis- disabilities or like illnesses and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was nice because I've never like done my treatments. Like I'm, I'm shy about that. Like I don't do my treatments in front of other people, you know, mm-hmm. but on this hunt, and they were even telling me about how you, how you would just do like your vest, like just have the kitchen table in front of everyone while you were hunting. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's inspiring. And so, like, I even did my treatments, like, just in the living room. And, like, all the kids, they would just hang out with me. And they, they all wanted to try on my vest, too. And so yeah, dress on and stuff. And it was, it was, it was really cool, like, you know, because, like, I just felt like I fit in with other people. And they were telling me about, you know, stuff they have to do, too. And it was just cool. It was awesome. That's awesome. I'm so glad because – um, as I was growing up, I was very similar. I didn't like showing what I had to do because I didn't want people looking at me like that, you know? Like, it was kind of like, yeah, hey, I'm fine, I'm normal, this is just me. And mm-hmm. so when I go hunting, I do my stuff. And I, what I do, honestly, is I put it on and I fall asleep, especially when we were getting up early. Put it on, fall asleep. I wake up like, wait, what did you just do? I'm like, oh, like, you know, my stuff. And mm-hmm. trying on a vest, everyone wants to freaking do that. It's so funny. I know. I know. And that is the biggest, like, attraction for like anyone like whoa and then like it's so funny to me like when I start talking and people that never heard me talk with it before like whoa wait what did you just say and it's so funny but well I'm glad that you did that because what I've learned kind of when I started going to high school I started being more open with it I joke about CF way more than I ever used to like my best friend I introduced myself to her as being diseased and I have to take drugs not the best way to introduce yourself to someone (laughs) (laughs) Um, usually they need more context. So then I explain, yeah. like, oh, I have a lung disease. These are medications I take when I eat, all this stuff. But, mm-hmm. well, it's just, like, it's nice to be able to, like, put yourself out there like that because usually I've never heard anything bad about me doing it, but usually people are like, oh, my gosh, that's so cool. Like, awesome, like, congrats to you for doing that. And you're like, what do you mean? This is just normal. <laughs> like, this yeah. is just what I have to do, you know? So mm-hmm. it's fun to be able to, like, show yourself that part of yourself and be like, yeah, this is me. And this is what I do. And then have people like, be like, that is amazing. And I am so proud of you for that. You're like, Hey, thanks. Yeah. Like I didn't realize this was a big deal, but I guess since none of you have to do it, this is kind of a big deal. This is because Like yeah. I am proud of myself for doing this. Yes, exactly. So I'm glad you did it because I know I used to hide in my room doing it, but going out there, cause then it's also kind of like a party trick, you know? Like, hey, look what I can do. I can talk like a freaking robot. <laughs> yeah. So have you kind of, like, now, were you, how are you, like, a little more open now about it, or at least with the hunting people, are you kind of more, like, open about doing all your stuff? Yeah, I am. Because they're always That's asking good. questions about it, too, most of the time. So I'm, I'm just pretty open about it, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I still, I'm not, I don't do my treatments like around them when I go camping and stuff like I usually just do it in my trailer like before I go to bed so no one really sees it anyway but yeah Mm -hmm. yeah I mean I've kind of done it around them only because 
I don't like staying up later than I have to lie. I do like staying up later than I have to. But when yeah. we're hunting and I like, I'm like, I can go to bed because I think up at three in the morning. I'm like, you know mm-hmm. what? I'm just going to sit around the campfire and do this because that's just what I want to yeah. do right now. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, preference, whatever you're feeling. But I always thought that like once I could do that, it was like, oh, hey, this is cool. Like I can mm-hmm. be included and still do everything that I have to do. Yeah. Because once I got – do you have the Monarch? I think we talked about this before. You have the Monarch, Yeah, right? I do. Yeah. Yeah. So – once I got that, I was like, whoa, freedom. <laughs> like, yeah. now I can be a part of the group because when I had to have my um, my vest that was plugged into the wall, I couldn't do anything with anyone for half an hour because I was locked and chained to a wall with a cord. So once I got yeah. the Monarch, I was like, oh, this is so much more free. Like, I can actually go out and hang out with people and talk to people and freak them out with my fun voice when I, like, get to do that. So I always thought that was fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> Oh, all right. I'm trying to think. What else? Anything you, else you want to talk about? Anything you want to tell me? Some fun facts? Well, I, I don't know. Anything else in the world? They're like, this is what I wanted to talk to you guys about. Mm. You don't have to have anything. I was just curious. I really don't have any questions. Mm. Well, you've been freaking killing life. <laughs> Thank and you. And it's fun to watch. Dude, I swear. <laughs> I saw that post of your sheep, and I literally yelled in my, like, I was, like, laying in bed. I was, like, oh, my God, no way. Because <laughs> I was just, like, I just, like, slowly see you getting all the stuff. I'm, like, this is freaking awesome. Because yeah. it's fun to, like, that was, like, it's fun to, like, see that from the other side. Because I was kind of that way for a while. And now it's, like, oh, this is, now it's, like, some of my friend doing it. You know, like, this other girl doing it. And it's, like, a proud mom moment. I was, like, hey, I thought, it's, like, I know her. Like, look at yeah. her going off. I know her. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And anyway, it was like so cool. And then your dad commented, I was like, oh my gosh, a podcast. I literally, because I haven't been, <laughs> like when school started and everything, I kind of, well, I've kind of been taking a break for like about a year. I kind of do them yeah. like when I have one instead of like every week we're going to do one. So now I was kind of like, oh, in the moment I have, like, let's do this. And yeah. then, so your dad said that. I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't even think about that. Yes. And then I got like so excited for like three days. It's like, yeah, I've been talking about this. I'm so excited to talk about it because like mm-hmm. he's done so much stuff and I just want to hear about it. So yeah. there was even more stuff than I knew about because apparently I was slacking on my Instagram game and missed a few posts. Um, but you literally have been killing the game and been successful at almost every single one of them. And the whole four bullet thing, I'm literally going to remember forever. That's so freaking funny. Yeah. Um, and you made it work. Props yeah. to you. Um, but literally go off. Have a fun – I guess I'm going to – like kind of, I feel like that's all we needed to talk about. Not that we needed to talk about anything, but I feel like we kind of covered everything. It was a lot. It was a lot. But I literally am so proud of you. Literally, like a proud mom moment, even though I'm, like, a year older than you. Um, <laughs> but, like, I'm so proud of everything you're doing and the fact that you're kind of, like, getting a little more confident about CF and, like, doing your stuff. You're like, hey, like, this is me and this is cool and this is fun. Um, I love that because I've been through that. Oh my gosh, I feel like I'm, yeah. oh my gosh, this is so weird. I, I never talk to anyone like about CF because no one ever gets it. And so it's so fun yeah. to talk about someone who gets it. Mm-hmm. I wish I could hug you. But you know what? I feel like that with everyone right now. So <laughs> it's probably not the best idea. <laughs> no, probably not. But um, yeah, like that's so awesome. I'm so proud of you. Keep me updated. I'll, I'll pay more attention to your Instagram now. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like there, what else did I want to say? I feel like there was something that I was leading towards, but I, I forgot what I was going to say. But 
<clears throat> oh, yeah, have a fun senior year. I know it's a really, really, really crappy one. I, everyone was complaining about my senior year because I graduated in this lovely year that existed. Yeah. Um, I was like, I was like, guys, next year's going to have it way worse. And that's freaking right. We yeah. all do have it worse. Yeah. But yeah. you know what? You're going to have the best freaking freshman year of college because everyone's, like, so over <laughs> this. <laughs> it's going to be good. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, mm-hmm. But, yes, have a fun senior year as much as you can. Seems like you're having I mean, you're killing. You're hunting it. You're hunting yeah. and killing it. Not the yeah. thing. Um, <laughs> Just embracing the pandemic, and I love to see it. So, like, yeah, I can't wait to see what else. Do you have? Oh, give me tags coming up. Do you know of any that you're gonna go on? If you kind of like in the call me in like a week, maybe. I I have like, let's see, coos deer, and then turkey and javelina, and bear. Oh, javelina. This spring, so like four more, and then mountain lion. I don't know what season that is, but I have. But I'm gonna get one of those. I don't know when you do that, but I know, so, yeah. I could be wrong. I feel like mountain lion is open season, but I also feel like they there is a season. So I don't oh, know. Yeah. I could Google it. Yeah. I'm not gonna Google it. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Couldn't tell you. Yeah. Um, but, but you know, a lot, a lot out there. You know, like yeah. so much stuff. Mm-hmm. I will be paying more attention to your Instagram because um, apparently I didn't do a very good job of that. <laughs> no, it's um, all good. <laughs> but good luck on your hunt. They have leaned it to me. Do you, okay, do you shoot a bow at all? Do you do any archery? Uh, no. Do you have a bow? No. I just have the crossbow. I don't recommend but... <laughs> buying one. I don't yeah. recommend just going out and buying one. But if you happen to have a bow in the next few months and you get it before you have a hunt, hunting Havelina with a bow is so much fun because hunting really? them with a rifle, yeah, because I mean, at least on the ranch that I hunt them on, we, as kids, I've, I've been hunting up since I was 10, so I hunted them for about eight years, I think, and you go out and shoot them with a rifle, it's like, okay, yeah, that was fun, but they're kind of, they're not the smartest knife, in, or smart, oh, I messed up that line, good job, Jen, they're not the sharpest knife in the drawer, not the smartest animal in the animal kingdom, and they're not the world's hardest to shoot with the rifle all of the time. There are certain cases where they're kind of, like, smart and they do outsmart you. But yeah. hunting them with a bow is fun because they're in big groups. So you, like, can walk in. And you're not trying to shoot the biggest one. You're just trying to shoot the thing, you know. So you walk yeah. in and you're like, oh, let's shoot that one. And then you draw back and you shoot. And so we've always, my brothers and I, we know how a lot of fun hunting them with a bow. Um, so if you ever, I would say, if you ever want to start archery hunting, archery hunting with having it with a bow is probably just, like, so fun and entertaining. And it's not as much as pressure as, like, oh, my gosh, shoot that really big elk over there. It's kind of just, yeah. like, hey, shoot a pig. Yeah. Shoot a bunch of them. <laughs> um, so I would say if you want to start hunting with a bow, do have Lena first. It's a fun time. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, just get your Big Ten. How many more do you need for Big Ten? Actually, I'm looking at how many. I'm looking at Big Ten right now. Okay, let's count. You have. I've got you four. You have a Mildew, yeah. antelope, sheep, and buffalo. You have some of the hardest ones. Yeah. So, okay, and then elk, you try for that. Yeah. Coos deer, you have a tag. Mm-hmm. Turkey, you have a tag. Heavily, you have a tag. Bear, you have a tag. Mountain lion, you're trying to get. You're on the tag right there. Yeah. And you have tags for almost every other one of them. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're keeping your success going, you should almost be there. So that's. Awesome. Yeah. And then the other one, 
you probably can draw a tag yourself, you know, instead of they're not the world's hardest to draw. So Yeah. That's exciting. That's awesome, dude. When I talked to you freaking nine months ago, you didn't have any of these things. <laughs> I know. It's crazy. Not even six months ago. That's when I had my first hunt. It's crazy. That's insane, but insanely awesome. I'm so happy for you. Thank um, you. That's so awesome. Okay. Well, I'll let you go have dinner. I guess it's 5 o'clock. Maybe you won't have dinner. But I'll let you go enjoy your life now. I kind of took up like an hour and a half of your time. Um, <laughs> but congrats again. Have a good senior Thank year. Hopefully you. you get a regular college experience freshman year. Um, but, yes, keep hunting, going out there. Please have more than four bullets next time. Yeah, I, I know. Trying, just, like, get a little, maybe five. Hopefully, yeah, maybe. like, a box. Yeah. But whatever you're feeling. Definitely not less than four. I think that's a little risky. But, yeah. Um, but, yeah. All right. Thank you for talking to me again. It was great talking yeah, to you. Thanks maybe for having we'll have me yeah, once um maybe if I can get like over the summer, I would say like in a few months, but you'll probably <laughs> have a hunt or something. So yeah. whenever there's a lull in your hunting schedule, let me know, and I will. we'll kind of talk and get another update because I'm excited to hear what is going to happen in the next few months because it sounds sounds exciting. Sounds like it's going to be a lot. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Of course, that'd be awesome. Yes, for sure. All right. Well, have a good night, Gracie, and I will talk to you soon and can't wait to hear about all of your next hunting adventures because they're going to be fun. I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> okay, bye. All right, bye. It's great talking to you. Okay. Well, um, it was great talking with Gracie. Um, like I said on there with her, I just am so proud of everything that she's done. Um, it's cool to be able to see someone with CF doing what I've done. Um, cause now I kind of understand what it felt like to have people watch me do that. Um, now I get to watch her do that and it's just so great to watch. And I love seeing everything that she's been doing. It's just amazing. And hearing her say like, she's getting more confident with all of the CF stuff she has to do because you know, it is kind of weird to be able to do, to do that stuff, to have to do that stuff. And you kind of, at least for me, I've kind of been like, oh, I don't want to show this. Um, but then you get confident. And you're like, oh, wait, I am going to show this because people kind of, um, they show respect for you when you do that. And you're like, wait, this is cool. So at least that's how I felt. And that seems to me how Gracie felt. I did kind of go off on that. But yeah, so it's great to talk to her. Um, like I said, it's just, I just am so proud of everything she's done. Um, but anyway, so the reason I kind of came back on after talking with Gracie is something about the podcast. So like I said, um, on there with Gracie, like I was doing podcasts every week and then I was doing them every two weeks and then kind of, I would started doing them when I had someone to talk to and then a pandemic hit and I wasn't doing them like virtually at all. Um, and now I've kind of more at the point of doing this for fun and doing it kind of, Hey, I have someone I want to talk to. Let's talk to them. Um, so that's kind of why I haven't been posting as much or I haven't posted at all in the past couple of months just cause, um, I'm busy with school and then I just kind of didn't really think about it. I wasn't reaching out to people like I had been doing in the past, but so there's one thing about the podcast that I wanted to say. Um, so this podcast is kind of a mix of pretty much my life. You know, it's hunting and CF with Gracie. It's hunting and CF. It's kind of just life stories and things that I just wanted to talk about and things that I think would be a good a good and enjoyable podcast. Um, but I got an email and my mom told me like, hey, your podcast is for the top 10 cystic fibrosis podcast. Um, so that was crazy to me. It kind of blew my mind. I was like, wow, that's 
really awesome. I didn't even know what's happening until after it happened and I got an email about it. Um, so yeah, I was kind of figured I'm going to link the article below. I'll put it in the description. Um, but I wanted to talk about it. Um, give, I guess like a little bit of a shout out to it because, um, it's pretty, pretty awesome that they put me on there. I thought that was really special and I wasn't expecting it at all. Anyway, so yes, I will be linking the article that this was, that my podcast was in this whole top 10 CF podcast, um, below in the description. But I, like I said, I just wanted to say it out on here. So y'all kind of knew what that was. Um, yeah, so, so what this is, um, when you click on the link, it's a feed spot article and it's the top 10 cystic fibrosis podcast you must follow in 2020. Um, these podcasts, they're all great CF podcasts. Some of them are more kind of personal, kind of like similar to mine, like a lot of CF stories. Some of them are scientific, uh, stuff like that. So yeah, it, there's a whole different range. There's so many different things. Um, and I'm number six on there, which is just, like I said, so crazy. I was not expecting that at all. Um, but it's, it was really cool to see. And I loved that. Um, so anyway, if you guys go check it out, just look at the CF podcast on there. If you want to learn some more about CF, there's plenty of different podcasts you can check out. Um, kind of, it kind of fit in with this one with Gracie, you know, the CF thing. I love talking about CF with her because like I've said with her multiple times, it's, it's fun because when I talk about CF with like my family and my friends, no one knows where I'm coming from more than Gracie does because she's living it like I am living it. And I just love um, being able to relate to someone like that because, you know, we, the whole world is living in a place where we have to be six feet apart and, um, quarantine and all that stuff. That's how CF people are regularly with other CF people, of course. Uh, so I had never met another CF person, like I said, because of that risk of infection and, um, getting each other sick and things like that. So we, I have just always avoided avoided them now the kind of whole world is living by the cf on cf people rule but i came on to talk about the article about the top 10 cf podcasts go check it out if you want i like i said i linked it below there's so many interesting podcasts on there and a lot of different perspectives on cf and the scientific part which i try not to speak to because i am not that educated in it but yes anyway thank you guys for listening i know i haven't been doing that many podcasts but i think this one with gracie was really good you know the world is crazy right now we're all trying to fight this virus and stay safe and stay careful. So I hope y'all are staying safe and staying healthy and staying careful. I hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving. I hope you all have great holidays. I'm trying to do one more podcast before Christmas. So hopefully I can get that one done and out there before Christmas. But if I don't, I hope you all have a great Christmas and a happy new year because you know, life is short and so am I, and I'm just trying to make the most out of every day. And I hope that you guys do too. I hope you all have a great journey and you make it an epic one. Well, you better know the bottom if you want to be a climber. Because there's always another one a little bit higher. Just when I think I'm finally done, I'm staring at another.